Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the Behind the Bounds podcast. It's the Luke Hodge tribute show, as Cooper wanted me to point out. Uh, we were stuck on who we were going to uh, who we we're going to attribute it to, but uh, Luke Hodge, it is Coops. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. A big episode tonight, Coops, because the D's are in a oh, yeah. grand final. Can the bloody D's? Yeah. How bloody good is it for footy? It is. It's great. What is it? Fifty-six years or something? Fifty-seven years. Uh, I'll 57, get in, right? in there. Cam, Cam would have said exactly the same thing. We were supposed to have the great man from Clare Court on this evening, but he did agree, and uh, we agreed as well that it would be better if he was on next week for the grand final preview. We can get his thoughts on, uh, obviously, last weekend's game, or you know, the weekend just gone's game, and then the grand final preview coming up. So we're not going to preview the grand final tonight. We think that that's best left for. Uh, next week, um, yep. but yeah, we'll be talking all things preliminary finals tonight. I actually think, Coops, just before we get into the game, that if the D's win the grand final, it could set up their club for the next 20 years, like without a doubt. If you have a look at their membership uh, totals and tallies of the Tigers, yeah, 2017, yeah, it's insane. You look at Geelong, you look at Collingwood, you even look at Collingwood's supporter base now. Mm. You broke down the demographic. It's all 15 and 16-year-olds who yeah. obviously uh, were born not long after they won their last premiership. So uh, yeah. it's – it's oh, not long before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not long before. Because it's like you get to that thing and it's like you're almost replenishing the youth. And Melbourne, obviously, they haven't had uh, success for nearly 60 years. You've yeah. got your older generation. Uh, you've then got your your 45, you know, between 30 and 45-year-olds that are coming in from their last premiership. We're just about to bottom out. We need to top them up. So I feel like this is their, <laughs> this is their time to, to really yeah. up the, the next few years, you know, get the, get the membership drives in, have a lot of lot of success off the field financially. And that yeah. builds the club um, for a long awesome. time. Mm. Like, no, it, it, it really does. You're you're 100% right. Boosts the the financial area type. Yeah, it does, and I think that they're they're one of the only clubs without without debt. And like you look at St Kilda, for example, I think we're in like 13 million dollars of debt. And you look at Collingwood, who are paying back freaking Western Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll be paying them back for a long time because they stuffed the pooch. But a club like St Kilda is in 13 million dollars worth of debt. And really? Yeah. Well. It's got a lot to do with the contracts that we forked out in our premiership tilt, uh, which obviously fell short in the late 2010s. No, the late 2000s. And, um, yeah, we were paying Stephen Milne. Like, we're still repaying contracts from 2011, I think. So there's a lot of money that's gone missing, but it's just because we've had no success. There's there's been no big membership drives. Yeah, to get the numbers up that you can allow to pay that money, yeah. Yeah, um, it it is interesting, but... If we did just want to go into the game, Coops, how bloody good was it? It was good. The um, the game, I I sort of expected that one. Like, you know, I sort of expected the Ds to sort of... I knew... I, I definitely knew they were going to win, but then I didn't think they'd win by that much sort of thing. I don't think anyone... Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't script it tight. No. Uh, and the, the same, I'm just real going the early crow here, but the same with the other game. I, I yeah. thought... We both thought that Port... Um, you know, we're going to win. But then they proved us right in about episode nine when we said they were pretenders. So, <laughs> Correct. Alia Lee, you are a pretender and a downing <laughs> spear. 
<laughs> I remember, I remember talking uh, at work on uh, on Saturday. We're talking to uh, to Ryan, and we both thought that we all thought, and Cam thought as well, that Port Adelaide were just going to walk in and and have an absolute field day. And we will dissect this game uh, further on. Yeah. But they had one of the biggest chokes of all time. Like downhill skiers is an understatement. They're not even skiing downhill. They're under the bloody hill. They're that they they're going that far downhill. Like. Mm. It's, it's unbelievable yeah. how much they, they stuffed the opportunity. And what I am uh, wanting to get into is, do we think that it's the end for both Geelong and Port Adelaide's premiership window? Because if you look at both their lists, they're all... I mean, Port Adelaide have got youth on their side. They did that draft of Butters, Dersma and Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. So they've got that super draft type thing. But Geelong have got no draft picks. They gave away their three first rounders for to GWS. Yeah. Uh, for Jeremy Cameron. Stupid trade, looking back on that. Uh, and now they're looking like they probably are on the precipice of going to rebuild whilst it's still in their premiership window. It's a real... Inverted commas. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> rebuild. Um, like, but like, it is one of those ones. They're at a massive crossroads where they've got no youth and I feel like all their players are about to walk because they're all 400 years old. So yeah. it's really, really interesting, but... Real T-Rex type. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I do feel like uh, we do need to talk about Max Gore, though, for a minute, Coops. Have you ever seen a performance that good? And don't, don't you dare say Mason Cox, because I will punch you in the face. Uh, that was the best game of football I've ever seen played by anyone, I think. You reckon? Yeah. I, I reckon think... there's a good one around 2018. Don't. Don't. Nah, jokes. Nah, that was, <laughs> that was great by Big Maxi. Five yeah. sausages, and I thought he was going to keep going. I hope he did, but he I just thought he didn't. Yeah, honest. wow. I think, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I loved it. It was great. It was good, and it's not one of those ones where you – it's not like a Waitman performance where, yeah, he's yeah. kicked four, but he's had four from free kicks. Max Gorn has kicked four of the most difficult goals of all time, except for the – The one where he got pushed on his back, like just fell over and just sausage. yeah. The, the the run down the middle and he kicked it from 60, like the running... The, the snap from 55. A snap yeah. from 55 is not easy, let alone 10 metres. <laughs> it's not easy from the, from the goal square coops, let alone on the run. Yeah. From yeah, Harry Trot, uh, yeah. Oh, don't even bring up Harry Trot. I, nothing's happened at Harry Trot, by the way. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was the... I, it made me think, Coops, that this is actually their year. Like, if they just scraped... Yeah the line against the Cats or maybe it, it was a two-goal game and they kicked away in the last. It sort of made me think, shit, the doggies are a chance here, but to come out and to make Geelong look stupid, stupid yeah, correct, via discipline and hunger and just class, they were, they had the party tricks out. They were the first 10 minutes, like handball over the head, hit every yes. target. Yes. I noticed that every flick handball just landed on the chest of Clayton Oliver or Petrarca or, oh. and that it was just off. Yeah, and it That's was just off. the overlapping run, the yeah. the unity that they had going Maxi. through the midi, the middle rather, not the midi. We're not drinking Carlton's, but it was just, it was probably the most complete four-quarter performance you'll ever see. Yeah, um, that was great. Doubled with the fact that it was in a preliminary final to get your club in the fir- in the big dance for the first time since... 2000, it's, I do. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I do feel, like, as much as it's a good performance, it sort of, <coughs> excuse me, Bless sort you. of sucks because you don't see that that big celebration at the end when it's a close game. 
Yeah. Like with Brisbane and it, it doesn't really suck, but like with Brisbane <laughs> and Doggies, you know, it was a close game. They knew it was close. So they, you know, up and about, everyone ran on the yeah. field. But with um, blowouts, yeah, you know you're going to win sort of thing by half time. Yeah. Oh, I, I like the way, the, uh, the angle you've taken there, Coops. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where I feel like you're almost just waiting and waiting. In the grand final, they're not like as celeb- like as hyped as you should be sort of thing. Yeah, I actually, I both love what you're saying and I also uh, like disagree with it. You look at um, the doggies and they had that celebration about them, but it also sort yep. of worries me. Like there were some really, really awesome videos come out of the doggies all singing Freed from Desire in the chain yeah. room. Unbelievable song, by the way. With beers in every hand, yeah. Yeah, correct. But so actually, I love seeing that. But geez, does it worry me if I'm a doggy supporter? Flashback to 2019 um, when the Tigers beat the Cats. Did they beat the Cats in 2019 to get into the prelim? Yes, they did. Mm. Um, They went back into the rooms. It was like they'd just beaten St Kilda in round four or whatever. Whereas GWS beat Collingwood. Sorry to bring that up. And mm. they had every man on their dog and their dog come on and storm the pitch and have their big hug and celebration. They went on them and they lost by nearly 100 points. So in saying that, I actually really like the, the angle that the demons are coming from in the mm-hmm. fact that uh, they're just so disciplined. Like They're so calm and cool and collected that it's almost like the job isn't done. And I feel you like a good point there, yeah. if I'm a Melbourne supporter, I'm absolutely loving that. They're not getting carried away. Like The grand final is not the end. So the doggy sort of kept, took the lid off, you reckon? No, I'm not saying that because they were they did, posed, It but... did look like a grand final celebration, like yeah. lights off, partying, like you're in a nightclub. That's what you do after the grand final. Yeah. And I, think like, I feel like although this has the potential to be one of the best grand finals that we've ever seen in terms of styles, you know, mm. especially if you dissect the two finals games you had, you've got sort of boxer in Melbourne who are just so crafty yeah. and clean and composed versus Brawler in uh, the Doggies, how they just had numbers and hunt and just yeah. the yeah. shit out of port. Um, it is box. So, you know, in, in that sort of sense, but the Doggies have to be cooked, don't they? Like, they dragged themselves into a war against uh, Essendon that they didn't particularly do. They then went up to the Gabba and, you know, nearly perished. Although they got a little bit of a let off against Port, like it'll be four weeks on the road, four different stadiums, like something's yeah. got to give, doesn't it? Um, so yeah. yeah, I think that I think that it'll be a better game because they've had the week off. But I feel like just, it is the D's to lose at the moment. Yeah, and like just on that, that you know they've done an outstanding effort of to get where they are now, as you said on the road. You know, four different stadiums, four weeks type situation. Yeah, they've done, you know, a good effort to get where they are now. Yeah, they have. Collingwood to play at home all year and still not make it. Uh, well, yeah, correct. Uh, and we even, well, we even saw Brisbane last year, you know, played 20 games at home and, and this and, year and, and shit the bed. So, um, yeah, that's really interesting. But what I did want to yeah. bring up is do we actually think uh, this is the end for the Cats? I saw a really telling uh, image of Chris Scott during Was the it? third quarter. And yep. it just looked like he had tears in his eyes and he was just looking he was just looking up to the heavens like he just needed a needed a, a hand and I even yeah. I don't I don't usually watch press conferences unless it's Brett Ratton's or you know, like yeah. if I'm if I'm up and it's on, like I'll I'll watch it. But I don't yeah. tend to, to watch them. But I watched Chris Scott's because I just wanted to know what, what he was saying and he just looked defeated. And I yeah. can understand I can understand wanting to be, you know, in that mind state. 
uh, after copying a massive belting like that. But it was a bit yeah. different. Like, it was like, this isn't a coach defeated. This is a person defeated. Like, yeah. He gave an answer. Tom Brown asked, he actually asked a good question for once. Tom Brown is the bane of my existence. He's such a shit journalist. But um, he actually asked a good question. But terrible timing, but it was the right question. He asked something like, uh, with all your players over 30 plus, is this the end? And mm-hmm. Chris Scott answered like this. He said, uh, Tom, I appreciate the question. I'm not going to answer it. I'm not at my best. Yeah. That's not a Chris Scott comment at all. No. Like, that, that is a man that's just been ripped. So um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if, if he's forced out the door or if he takes some time off from, from... Like, if he got an offer from Carlton, I would not be surprised if he took it, to be honest, because... There's, there's 12 players over 30, so there's half, <coughs> half, a, play, half a field gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the worst part for them is Coops is they've got um, Charlie Constable, they've got Jordan Clark and uh, somebody else. It's not Brad Close. It could even be Brad Close. Yeah, they're all somewhat close to walking. Yeah, uh, both Close and uh, Close and who is it? Who's the other one that I mentioned? Clark. They're both yeah. going to go back to the West. And Charlie Constable has not given, been given an opportunity, so he's going to walk as well. That could be yeah. their youth gone. <laughs> yeah, like there's the likes of, you know, all those good players in the over 30, and they're, they're nearly done. And then, the, as you said, the youth. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really There's only so much Selwood can do type. Yeah, but I feel like they, they need to keep pushing. Like, they actually need to just get one more. They can't rebuild now. Like, they can't, they can't do a Richmond and drop. They mm. they need to get one more good year out of the players and, and hope that they can, A, finish top four and then, B, pull a final series out of their ass because that's the only reason they're going to get out of this. But, yeah, there's got to be some question marks um, question marks raised. And um, yeah, on absolutely. the flip side, is it the end for the power as well? Uh, they looked as arrogant as all hell and probably got what was coming to them on Saturday night. But uh, yeah. you've you got to think that they've got... Um, Boke and Gray that have probably only got one more year left in them. And I don't think after I don't think that their best is anywhere near the D's best. And it's definitely yeah. not, it's it's apparently twelve goals short of the doggy's best. So I think that this is the end for them. I think that we'll see them make finals um uh, next year, but they'll drop out of the four. Yeah. And um yeah, I think that they'll unfortunately slide down to about twelfth in the next sort of three years. Unfortunate yeah. for people like um, Travis Boak and especially Robbie Gray, who I don't think either of them got a flag. But yep. yeah, you can't. Uh, I guess you can't can't um, win a win a premiership with downhill skiers. Unfortunately, Coops. Yeah, you don't have to be dead to be stiff, do you? No, <laughs> I love that saying so much. Uh, no, you don't. Um, but yeah, it just sucks. Like you like to see um, good people win premierships. Speaking of, uh, Nathan Jones retired today. Yeah, that's a stitch up. Do we feel bad for the man? Well, I sort of got two sides to it. Like, just like yeah, he you know he looked after the club and whatnot. I do sort of feel bad, but then again, at the end of the day, if you're not in the best twenty-two, you're not going to get a game. Correct. Obviously, there's twenty-two others that are you know twenty-one others that are better than him. So, as much as it's shit for you know him, all the supporters, but if you're not in the best twenty-two, they're not just going to give you a flat, uh, you know hand feed your flag because you know, like he did do it tough there for a while, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence type. Like yeah, you feel bad yeah. but at the end of the day. 
Yeah, I'm, I, I couldn't agree with you more there, Coops, to be honest. I mean, um, he went home to support his family. Obviously, he just made it, so it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise mm. that he got home. But I also feel that um, he's going to be remembered as a Melbourne legend anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and this is the perfect example. Bucks is also similar. Um, you could probably put Nick Rewalt, Robert Harvey, Lenny Hayes in that, in that basket as well. The yeah. uh, premiership doesn't define you. Yeah. Like, people are going to remember him as the bloke that got Melbourne through the shit times. You know, when they were winning two two games a year, he was in the best every week. He was trying his heart out. You know, he was yeah. trying to, to be better for that club. And he said something today. He was like, you know, I obviously realised when I... um obviously realised when I got to the club that I probably wasn't going to win a premiership. It was just the, the period of time that it was. But he goes, uh, I wanted to be a part of the Melbourne change. And for him to be here uh, 16 years on or something and yeah. about to, to watch them run out for the first time in 20 years to play a grand final and potentially win one, like he's been a part of the Melbourne change. Um, so yeah. his legacy will live on for a while. Um, yeah, and I also feel like it's a little bit cheap if you got a flag being a medical sub as well, especially if you're unused. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, that that sucks. Like, it, it just wouldn't feel, wouldn't wouldn't feel right. I don't think. I think the players that did sort of agree with us. You know, they it wouldn't feel right to them either. They're not going to take the medal and run. Well, they're gonna, but it, yeah, like, it wouldn't sit right with. If you're yeah. James Jordan, like you're going to take it every day of the week and twice on Sundays because I think he's played something like six games, six proper games this year. He's been medical yeah. up for about ten, but you know he'll take it. But uh, if you're Nathan Jones, who's been brought in for this medical to be the medical sub on grand final day, so we can potentially get you a medal, geez, yeah. that would that that would feel pretty cheap, I would reckon. Yeah, yeah, that's couldn't agree more. No, and right. Right. Uh, another thing I wanted to, uh, to bring up is how good is the grand final? I just, I love this time of year. It obviously feels a bit different because it's at Adelaide. Uh, it's at Perth, isn't it? Yeah, Perth. Yeah. But, geez, I was just thinking the other day, how good's it going to be? And and even uh, at work, obviously, for those who are listening and, and don't know who, who we are, we both work for Rebel Sport. And even just, and I know we took the piss out of them all weekend, but the bandwagoners all buying their jerseys. Yeah, it's such a good time of year because people are getting into the spirit of it. Like everybody's yeah. coming in and buying their footies and their jerseys, and yeah. uh, you know the weather will hopefully be nice, and everybody can have a barbecue. It's just what a what a time of year, Coops. It's just but oh. still support your team all year. Don't be a flog. Yeah, don't be a don't be a flog. Support your t- yeah, correct. <laughs> support your team. <laughs> but still all get year. get in. Don't, get don't just jump on in September. That's ridiculous. Nah, nah, I, I, I agree with you, Dils. It's, it's September good... specialists are out for us. it's it's good to see, isn't it? It is good. Yeah, it is good. I just hope that um, hope yeah, I hope it um, it just continues on because it's such a good thing. Like even yeah, I mean, I wasn't at work last year, but um, I can imagine that people were jumping on the Tigers bandwagon. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, they they seriously oh. It was, <laughs> it was bad, was it? And like we sold out of Geelong, and the same the year before, twenty nineteen. It was you know, obviously being into state, we don't have any giant stuff, but it was yep. where's all the giant stuff? And Jesus, oh. so you never giants... seen a supporter in there the whole year looking for giant stuff <laughs> until September. See, the Giants are the team that they piss me off the most because unless you are from Sydney and you're either a a, a new supporter to the AFL. 
yeah. be a, like unless you've you've come into the AFL system because of Greater Western Sydney, or B, you're a young kid, you've jumped from somewhere. Yeah, correct. And that's what annoys me. Team loyalty is a big thing in my life. I've never never wavered from any team, and I hate people that just jump from team to team because it annoys yeah. the shit out of me. Correct. <laughs> and GWS are the exception because they're the newest team, so people have obviously jumped from somewhere. Yeah, they have. Absolutely. It's absolutely terrible. Um, Trent, uh, Trent Cochin Cooper. I was about to say, about to call you, you Trent Cooper. Trent Cochin has uh, stepped down from the captaincy coops. What do you make of that one? Um, oh, I think it was time, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, he's, how long has he been doing it for? Uh, I'm not sure. Eight years, maybe? Uh, eight or nine, I reckon, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not Should have got Ruben to ask him. He would know. Yeah, he Ruben, would know. Ruben, if you're listening and we, we've got that wrong, A, we're sorry. Uh, B, how many years has Trent Cochran uh, captain for? Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they give it to, though. They're sort of, you're not going to give it to... Uh, Shane and I made very good points. Um, shout out to Shane. He made some good points. You're not going to give it to Dusky because he's not a leader. Nope. Um, Rewalt, likewise, is too old. He's a leader, yep. but he's too old. Um, so it only leaves a couple of senior players. You're not going to give it to the likes of Liam Baker because he just... <laughs> He's doesn't know who he is. Doesn't know what date two. is half the time. Hey, <laughs> he's only been in the system two years. Hey, one of my friends said give it to Liam Baker. I'm like, you are cooked. Uh, uh, anyway, anymore. I would not give it to Tom Lynch because he's a flog. He is a flog. Um, so it only leaves. Um, I don't know, Graham. Um, now he's he's my man, Coops. I love a bit of Jack Graham. Uh, yeah. He's been touted as leadership potential. Uh, a lot of people have said that from from very very early on. Wouldn't be a bad side to captain, would it? No. <laughs> a lot of success. It wouldn't be... Uh, I'll get on to that in a minute because I was thinking about this when I was putting the washing out. Um, <laughs> Jack Graham obviously captained the uh, under-19 South Australian squad back in 2016, I think. He's only, But he's only 23. And yeah. that concerns me, Coops, because he's a 23-year-old, dual premiership player, right? I don't know mm. how, how he's walked into both of them, but... Uh, he's 23. That's too young for me. Uh, I think that yeah. I would give it to... Obviously, Jack Steele's 25 and he's captain, but he's completely different because there's not a leader around him. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you give it to Bloston, who's 28. You give it to him for two years. Yeah. So he, he retires when he's 30. Yeah. And gives the captaincy to Jack Graham, who's now 25. And I yeah. feel like Richmond are in one of those periods at the moment where they're either going to jump back up the ladder and prove everybody wrong or they're going to actually consolidate where they are and they're not going to they're going to be around that 5 to 12 mark for the yeah. for the time being. So I think it's a pretty dangerous time to give a 23-year-old kid a uh, captaincy. Yeah. Because if they actually do go to shit uh that's not going to end well because you've got a kid at the at the helm whereas I feel like if you give it to Vloston and they do go for through a rough patch for two years. It's only going to take them two years to bounce back. That's just where their list is at. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Vloston's probably the man for the for the moment. But uh, it does raise a couple of questions about Trent Cochin. Uh, what's wrong with him? For one, uh, there's got to be something wrong because people like that just don't give up the captaincy. Mm. Although he hasn't, play. I don't know. He just he's been injured. For, he was injured for a little bit, wasn't he? He was. He's been out of form. I don't think he's played the greatest year, and maybe he's just realised yeah. that he's coming to the end of his career. Uh, he's probably only got two years left. 
Uh, yeah. Maybe he just wants to have some fun with it without any pressure. And Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Um, nah, I don't I mean, well, look at what it's done to your Mark Murphys, for example. Like, it's it's made him... I know he uh, hasn't... He barely played this year, but... Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he dropped the captaincy and got medical stuff. Yeah. Good uh, The year before that, he played quite well. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else has dropped the captaincy? Uh, David Mundy did it, and he's just played very, very well ever since. Yeah. Um, you A lot know, of pressure off your back. Yeah, and I feel like, again, Dusty's just one of those players that... Like, if you were going to give it to the best player in the team, he would have got it 10 years ago. But you've just got to keep those X-Factor players as X-Factor players because they're X-Factor yeah. players for a reason. It's because they're able to play freely. Um, yeah. And also, you need a leader as your captain, and, and he's not. Yeah. That's the same, it's the same with Toby Green. The only yeah. reason he's not captain is because he's not a leader. Yeah. He's a good player, but that does not mean that you should become captain, a, yeah. uh, a captain. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. great. Thank you. I thought that was very constructive from us, Goops. Wasn't that? Yeah, that was really good. I'm actually looking forward to uh, hearing what Ruben has to think about that because, I don't know, he just seems like a, a decent bloke. Shout out he, to the bakery as well. Unbelievable. I had some, what did I have? Some bread rolls from there the other day. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ingrained Bakehouse. Give them, a, give them a like on the old Instagram. Unbelievable. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> No, actually, no haven't worries. been there, so I might have to might have to take that those words of wisdom myself. Actually, oh, unbelievable, Coops! You'd never have a bread roll like it. And their croissants as well, and their pretzels. Oh, the sourdough's pretty good. I have had that. That's it's pretty good. Yeah, here we go. Now we're talking. Ingrain Bakehouse, our unofficial sponsor for uh, this episode. Do you want to get into some trade news now, Coops? Yeah, more art. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we going to start with? Um, probably the most recent one. Who is? Uh, well, I, the most recent one I've actually seen uh, is Finn Larson. Yeah, Finn Larson. I thought Ryder signed a contract. So I don't know why you listed him there, but anyway. I did, yeah, because he signed a contract. We'll get into him. Okay. Um, yeah, Finn Larson, <laughs> I think, was the most recent one that he's... Actually, no, I'll tell a lie. Uh, maybe our child's just signed with the Gold Coast Suns for a four-year deal. So. Holy shit, really? Correct. I saw that just before we went live. I thought he was going to Essendon for all money. No, he's just signed a deal with the old Gold Coast Suns. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, back to Jeremy Finlayson. He um heading heading south, is he? Or Yeah, uh, I heard, saw today that he did his south medical. Australia, oh, but... not south. It's definitely in... not south, but. In... I saw he did his medical test at Port Adelaide. Yeah. So, um, at this time of the year, they do those medical tests. And, yeah, it's quizzed me why he did there. Um. Yeah, it's a weird trade for both, to be honest. I don't understand why the Giants would want to get rid of him. Um, mm. He has the potential to be very, very good. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, it confuses me why Port Adelaide would want him as well because Jeremy Cameron doesn't play second fiddle very often. Um, yeah. Actually, he plays second fiddle very, very well. Yeah. But they've got a second fiddle. They've got Mitch Georgiades. Yeah. Plus Laddams, plus Lysette. They've got a very, they're already very tall. So yeah. it, it does confuse me as to why they, they, they want him. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. I don't think he'd sort of fit. Chol, Chol will fit well with the Suns, I think. Um, yeah. I, I actually prefer that more to over Essendon, to be honest, because Essendon, have already, they've already got a bunch of discarded Ruckman yeah. uh, in, in Peter Wright. 
sorry, Peter, but um, <laughs> like they they don't have they don't have a key forward. They've just got a bunch of discarded ruckmen. Yeah, that, I don't think he'll fit well um, in Port. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting yeah, to see I where think, he's going to fit. I think Big Marbs up at um, up at the Gold Coast to be well. A bit of a lifestyle change. Um, yeah. You know, if you can't, obviously, Nan Curvis just came, uh, seems to keep sticking around. So he's yeah. not going to become the number one ruckman. Uh, yeah. I feel like he'll be a very good second ruckman to, um, uh, is it Jared Witts up there at the moment? Yes. Uh, I think Jared so. Witts, yeah. um, when he's not injured. He'll be, he'll be very, very good down there with, um, with Ben King as well. And I feel yeah. like it's, Marbs is only very young, and I feel like it's almost they're preparing for a trade assault to happen to Ben King next year. Yeah. Signed a one-year deal, which is as concerning as all hell if you're a Gold Coast aficionado because if your 22-year-old key forward is signing a one-year deal, it it does mean he's coming home, uh, you would imagine. Um, So, yeah, and and it's also, like, if you get Marbware child acclimatised, get him used to the playing style and, and the team conditions and then open the door for him to take the number one key forward spot when Ben King comes home. Um, it's probably yeah. not a bad future plan from uh, the Sunny Boys, but there's a bit of news on the Chera front as well, Coops. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Take it away. Melbourne, uh, looking like they're in the box seat for him at the moment. Really? Yeah, I saw something the other day that, um, that yeah, that said that um, he okay. didn't... He wasn't keen on Carlton anymore, and he wanted to have a look at Melbourne and see what they had to offer. Now, if that's not a Tom Lynch 2.0, I don't know what is. But <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he wants to go there, depending on the outcome in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he might go the doggies if they win. I I'm a bit confused by that trade, to be honest. If he ends up going to Melbourne, because there's not a spot for him in that midfield at all. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, you're not getting past any of the current three. Yeah. Four, if you if you want to count uh, James Harms, um, and he's an yeah he's a very very good in uh, well he's a good outside player, but Harms is very good and so is Viney. So there's not really a Viney spot. Langdon. They all connect well. Like yes, yeah. yeah. And that's I don't know what it is. It is he probably is better than a Jay, than a Jack Viney to be honest, but he's not yeah. better than that system. Yeah, that system works. <laughs> that system's got them through their best season yet. They're not going to want to. They're not going to want to change it. So. I think he'll probably end up waltzing into Carlton. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting that he'd, he'd even uh, pick Melbourne apart from... It's another one too, Archie Smith yes. from, the, from the Brisbane. Obviously, he's a ruckman. Obviously, not going to get much of a of a go with Tom Fullerton and Oscar McInerney. So, Big yeah. Under. He's off, coming off, Mindy? He's off, hey? Where's he going? Archie, I think he's just hung up the boots at Brisbane. Um He's, yeah, there you go. Inform the club that he'll seek new opportunities. So, ah, there we go. Good luck to him. Look out! It's all happening. And I also thought that um, potential of uh, Fremantle chasing uh, Luke Jackson. Really? Yeah, saw that as well. They were going to look to make a play for him. Yeah. Okay. Again, again, I can't stupid. wait for what's going to happen with this trade. Oh, every trade year is great. It's just real good, exciting. Oh, and how do how do we forget Coops? Lockie Neal has absolutely uh, blue-balled us. <laughs> Thought we had the biggest scoop of the century with Lockie Neal wanting to return home. Comes out the next day and says, nah, boys, I'm staying. I was just a, That was just a joke. Oh. Yeah. Who got into yeah. his ear? Who said what? <laughs> <laughs> Some, something's happened there. Um, God, that's really weird. But 
potentially it, it was potentially just a journalist um, made up. Yeah. Yeah, well, not made up, but potentially Tom Browning it and doing a. It's not who did it first. It's not who did it right. It's who did it first. So um, that yeah. could be potentially where that's come from. But yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah, um, that, no, that fell apart quite quickly. Um, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't like uh, Dogger to the to the Dockers. To be honest, they've got Sean. They've got a very good forward system. Like they've got some really nice young key forwards coming through, and they've got one of the competition's best ruckman as well in Sean Darcy. Like there's just no point. But and I feel like mm-hmm. even if you are Luke Jackson and you do win a flag this year, you're going to want to stay because the, yeah, the the culture is right. He's been playing some unbelievable football, not only as a backup ruckman, but as a key forward. And um, I feel like you sort of owe them that success. Like, I think that's what annoyed um, the uh, Eagles so much when Scott Lysette won the premiership and then left straight away. It's just like, and Brandon mm. Alice as well. It's like, we've given you so much and you just, you've just left. So it's, um, it's, it's a little bit disrespectful, I think. Um, just another one, Dilksy. This is this is only a rumour. Um, apparently, Richmond have been linked to having a meeting with Fremantle youngster Adam Chera. So, ah, there we go. It's it's cool because everyone's having a meeting with him. So, we could go to eight clubs. You never know. We could go to any of the eight. He's had a meeting with everyone. So, no, he's, he's not. He's not. It doesn't fit our description, unfortunately, Coops. He's not 30 plus. He doesn't come from Sydney. He's not injury prone. So, he's not coming to St Kilda. Can continue. <laughs> Yeah, right. There's uh, so the, many different yeah. trade rumours. It's, I don't know, just cooked. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those ones. Obviously, we're not in the football media landscape at all, but it's one of those ones. If you were on the end of a correct rumour, God, it must feel good. Especially yeah. like a, especially if it's Because like it's already like been announced, type. Yeah. And they're it's already it's expecting it. Yes. Like, if you if you were the one that called uh, Chris Judd to Carlton, yeah. How good would that feel now, looking back on it and thinking, shit, I did that. But God, it must feel bad when you've called Lockie Neal back to Fremantle and it falls over in two days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, that'd be shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely... I don't know. I don't know who starts these rumours, whether it's journalists or, I don't know, a 12-year-old trying to have a bit of fun. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be nice to know where they got their information from and, and, and where we could get it from as well, because I feel More like eh? it'd boost viewership. Too right, it would. Okay, how long have we been going for there? 35. Oh, I was thinking it was going to... I felt like it, it's been a, a decent sized episode. Did you want to wrap it up or is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I don't have anything else to talk about, no. I'm just trying to think. What have I got to talk about? Nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess I guess um, from a St Kilda point of view, uh, Billings and Ryder re-signed, which was great. Um Leper and old mate sign, so that's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you want to talk about that, Coops? How do you feel about um, Bolton and Leper going to Collingwood? Oh, I'm excited. Obviously, oh, yeah. they're... Well, um, Leper's good good mates with... Um, Everyone. Leper just seems like a really nice bloke. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what the new coach, coaching staff, I should say now... Um, are gonna do? I don't know. I'm just can Yeah, as I said, Coops, they've done it properly. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna get rid of somebody, get rid of. If you're gonna get rid of the the head of the snake, just throw the whole snake in the bin. And that's what yep. they've done. Like, they sacked everyone that they possibly could, mm. with the exception of a couple. And um and 
obviously Craig McRae's got in people that he trusts. Like, if you're David Teague and you walk into Carlton and nothing changes, like you've still got Bolton's, the, the carnage that Bolton left behind in terms of a list and in terms of, of coaching staff, nothing's going to change because you're still stuck in an old old system. But McRae's done it right. He's gone, look, I'm going to come in all guns blazing and I want this person, this person and this person. And um, yeah. and he's done it. And like for all of his plaudits um, and le- like Leopard is very, very good. And um, although Brendan Bolton had a 20% winning uh, percentage as a senior coach, he's a damn good assistant coach. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't take away what he did at Hawthorne. Yeah. And no, it's uh, going to be good. Where did he go to just before Collingwood, or did he go back to Hawthorne? I reckon he was at Hawthorne, wasn't he? He went back, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, you can't can't take can't take that away from him at all. Um, he's obviously just an assistant coach, similar to to Alan Richardson. Um, Here's and- one for you, Dilks. Back to the trade news, the trade speculation. It is our new speculation. What if? What if? Um, Jer- uh, Jeremy Finlayson goes to Port. Um, does Georgiades go back to Frio? No. You don't reckon? No. Just because of the Dixon, the Finlayson, and then you've got Marshall already there as well. Oh, shit, I forgot about Marshall. Bloody hell. <laughs> there's too so, I don't know. If he feels like he's not going to get much, like there's always, I don't know if there's a spot for him there. There's the big kahuna and whatnot up forward, so it's probably back not really. Here. No, nah, I, I don't think that there's a spot for Finn Layson, to be completely honest. I would take mm. 10-year-old Georgiades over a 28 or 29-year-old Finn Layson every day of the week. Yeah. Um, I just every day except that, Sunday, I reckon. Yeah, maybe twice on Sunday. But yeah, Georgiades just works. Like, there's just something about him that just that just works at Port Adelaide. Yeah. I feel like yeah. he's one of those players, if he goes elsewhere, he doesn't become a star. But because Dixon is so hot and cold... It's yeah. almost, do you watch a lot of cricket coops? We'll say yeah. Oh, okay. a little bit. Yeah, a little those, bit. Those yeah. watching, you've got Mitchell Stark in um in Charlie Dixon, and you've got Josh Hazelwood in Mitch Georgiades. Mitchell uh, Charlie Dixon is just hot and cold. When he's when he's hot, he can get five wickets and and kick five goals. But you know when he's off, he's off. Whereas Josh Hazelwood or Mitch Georgiades on in this case, he's just he's just so consistent and. Yeah. Um, he always makes Charlie look a lot better because if Charlie's having a good day and kicks five, you can expect George Artis to kick three. Yeah. And when Charlie's having a bad day, um, you can expect George Artis to kick five. So yeah. it's um yeah, I don't think I don't think um I mean if Finlayson walks there on, on free agency, let him let him go. But yeah, I mean I don't I don't think that, that you'd ever choose um I think probably Todd Marshall's the one that'll miss out unfortunately. Yeah. Uh they might need to run him off half back or something. Yeah. Give <laughs> him a position change. He's he's a good player and he obviously means a lot to Port Adelaide just given his situation. Like both of his parents died in a car crash. Yeah. Um so like obviously there's a lot of loyalty there. He's not just gonna leave and Port yeah. Adelaide obviously like the kid, um, to keep him on and to give him a home but yeah. yeah, I feel like um, he's probably the collateral damage in it all. Yeah, did you did you know that, Dilks? Did I know what? Paul Kelly um, approached Eddie Betts with a song he written for him. That's cool. Um, uh, yes and no. I um, it was actually on Twitter Twitter last night, and I saw that Mark Howard was releasing a new series. In, in yeah, 
uh, the Howie Games, the Artist Series, and he was saying that he was starting with um, with Paul Kelly and that he'd be releasing a song that's never been heard before about an Australian sportsman. So I knew that there was a song, but I didn't know it was about Eddie. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I have have nothing else, Dilks. No, I reckon that um, that's about it. Obviously, um, next week will be a lot better because there'll be a game to preview in terms of uh, the grand final. I'll be excited to... I might. No, I'm not going to watch the replays, but I'm excited to uh, to get Cam's point of view. I think that yeah, I think it'd be great. By next Wednesday, he'll be shooting bricks, so <laughs> that'll be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it, Coops. Um, hoping yeah, no, me too. This uh, this episode, uh, we've got some news coming in terms of a, a potential branch out. But um, yeah, I've got to get working on that because I still haven't done shit all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you do. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Five Ks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Take care.